1: Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk, back again with you guys for another episode of our Raw Reaction series, joining you every single morning at 8am UK time. Hope you're doing good and well and enjoying your week. Um, We'll start off by saying our congratulations to, of course, Everton for confirming their survival in the Premier League with a victory over Crystal Palace. However, um, I didn't want to skip over the video that's probably been circulating and you probably have seen of a Crystal Palace fan goading Patrick Vieira to which he then reacts and kicks out at the fan. Um, It's obviously a difficult one um, because you don't want to see him kicking out, but he's being harassed and goaded and with the... phone being put in his face and everything like that so it'll be intriguing how the authorities if any action is indeed taken either way but we've seen a few things you know um regarding pitch invasions and what's happened because of those pitch invasions uh we've seen uh for instance in the gillingham um rotherham game both sets of fans invade the pitch in which that saw scuffles break out. I mean, this is the first season I've really seen that happen. Usually, you know, only one team of fans run onto the pitch to celebrate their what they're getting promoted or, you know, keeping themselves up from from relegation. But now we're starting to see both sets of fans come onto the field to cause issues. Uh, We've seen a thing like we saw at Everton. We've seen the uh, the assault of Billy Sharp, a Nottingham Forest fan, who's now gone to jail for twenty four months. So, you know, it's something that's needing to be addressed and talked about and discussed a lot more. won't see Arsenal fans, I don't think, uh, invading the pitch unless something maybe crazy happens on Sunday. But even then, I'm not sure that it would take place. Um, We'll have to wait and see what indeed does happen. But uh, something needs to be done because... Sorry, Everton fan, not Palace fan. Apologies. uh, That was the one on on Patrick Vieira. Yes, the Everton fan. Um, But, yeah, it's... uh, it's a frustration uh that i think needs to be uh certainly um looked into a, a lot more anyway that's that tackled this morning good morning to everybody joining us in the chat box good morning let's say uh, hello to people Nikolai. good morning to you getting in there first um hey, good morning to you Barnett, uh, matt g axel bradley mark brad lynch good morning guys simon uh, martin jonte john uh we've got paul anthony afsar good morning guys hope you're doing good and well manu uh damian Sartvik. we've got Langer, uh noel joining us so let's scroll down a little bit more ife good morning to you to mark good morning to Agunjobi uh, uh, good morning to chronicles of a gamer uh, i wonder where you got that name from and good morning to mr mute and to luca as well good morning guys hope you're doing good and well let's have a look into our stories we kick off by always telling you to go and subscribe to the arsenal way i'll be live over there at 10 a.m this morning we'll be talking all about uh, more links with arsenal transfers and of course looking ahead to Mikel arteta's press conference today which is certainly going to be an interesting one to talk about discussions around what we've missed out on, about who we might even choose to play on Sunday because we've got some issues regarding team selection and players available. So make sure that you tune in and subscribe to the Arsenal way because you'll be able to watch back that press conference on the channel um now also first thing i want to say is that tonight at the tollington uh, there is an event uh, going on uh, that is being run by mike of gunas versus cancer if you'd like to come along and meet a lot of your you know favorites and some of your non-favorites arsenal content creators there's going to be a lot there this evening um more details are on the Gunners versus cancer uh twitter accounts make sure you go over there but it should be a lot of fun um and i'm looking forward to it so if you want to come along the information is on the Gunners V Cancer Twitter account at the Tollington after seven o'clock tonight. Uh, now Dinos Mavra Panos uh, has officially now left Arsenal. He will join Stuttgart in a deal that will see Arsenal get around three million pounds on top of that includes the loan fee that we got for him as well it's not a significant amount of money it's a really poor deal from Arsenal that's turned out to be probably a loss of around at least ten million euros. I expect Stuttgart will get a significant profit on Mavropanos, even if they look to sell him this summer. Um... It's a really, it's a really bad example of of business by Arsenal. It's actually a good example of the bad business that Arsenal do, I suppose, and it's certainly one that Arsenal need to learn from in the future. And Edu does in particular. Now, Thomas Partey will unfortunately not be available on Sunday. Uh, he has been confirmed to be missing still for the game against Everton. So, for anyone that was hoping that he might make a swift return for that fixture, that uh, is not the case. He will not return. He will recover uh, into next season and continue his recovery and try to be back. But he will not be available for that game. Um, moving forward to Reese Nelson, who's a very, very uh, interesting story because it's developing that Arsenal have supposedly been impressed by his performances with Nord this season he's done very well especially in the second half of the campaign been impressing been starting plenty of games has helped them get to the UEFA conference final which of course he will play in next week Uh make sure you're watching that game to find out what happens between Nord and Jose Mourinho's Roma of course uh, and Tammy Abraham will, will be involved Aisley making and Niles possibly as well could get some minutes in that final But Arsenal are said to have been impressed by what has happened with Reese Nelson and that they will assess his future at the club come the summer. So there is possibly still hope that Reese Nelson has a future at Arsenal, one that we will certainly need to keep an eye on before the start of next season. Now, Arsenal's interest in Artemelo has not ended yet. And reports coming out from Italy are that they want to take Artemelo on a permanent deal this summer despite the fact that they were unable to confirm a two-year loan deal for the Brazilian midfielder in January. I have a few doubts about this story, considering that Arsenal weren't keen on doing a longer than a one-year loan at the time, um, or even a six-month loan, rather, at the time. And now, all of a sudden, they're open to do a permanent deal. It does strike me as a little bit odd. I think this is because of the links with Gabriel Magalhaes to Juventus. Juve are said to have him at the top of their possible list of defenders that they want to sign to replace Giorgio Chiellini this summer. And that Arthur being linked to Arsenal makes it obviously an easy story to put together in regards to a possible swap deal. Um, but Gabriel Magalhaes is, is not, in my view, going anywhere. There's no intention from Arsenal to sell him and there's actually intentions from Arsenal to try and sort out a brand new contract for Gabriel this summer to ward off any potential interest and to make sure that they lock him down past the end of his twenty-five, uh, his 2025 contract expiry date, which would be a good move for the club to make sure that they do. And it would fall in line with the two-year contract cycles that we're starting to see develop at the club as well. But if Gabriel is to leave... Arsenal would need a replacement and that replacement could be, I hope not, but it could be Samuel Antitti from Barcelona who has been linked with a move to Arsenal. Again, I feel this is a story that has maybe cropped up because of prior interest from Arsenal in the French defender and with Gabriel being linked with a move to Juventus. It therefore makes sense to see them linked again with a player in the past they have had an admiration for, like Mtiti. I'm not expecting anything to change or develop in this area. I'm not expecting Gabriel to move. I'm not expecting Mtiti to come to Arsenal this summer. Who knows what will happen in the end, but I'm not expecting any of those deals to happen. And that concludes all of today's stories as well. So let's wait and see what happens regarding these moves. Um, but I don't expect any of those that we have talked about today really to come to fruition. city um, 's not coming to Arsenal, I don't think. Gabriel, I expect, will sign a contract renewal maybe this summer. Artur, I don't think Arsenal will go in for this summer despite their interest in the player in January. Rhys Nelson still might have a future at the club and we won't see Thomas Partey before the end of the season. Without further ado though, let's go into the chat box and go through some of your questions after this short break. Okay, then, uh, let's see what you guys have got to say. Um, let's go to Ollie, who says Tom, my grandfather used to play it for Arsenal in the 70s, and my dad has been taking me to Arsenal games since I was four, but now I support Man City. Wow, Ollie, that's. Uh... I feel sorry for your dad and your granddad, if that's the case. Uh, Louis says, seems like a good deal to me. Lynn says, good morning. Good morning to you, Lynn. Uh, Marcus, Nelson stays. Pepe goes, no wide player coming in. What are your thoughts on that? I think I would be disappointed. I still think we need to try and improve that wide area in particular. With, With Nelson, there's a risk associated with him staying. Um, I think Smith-Rowe's future may lie more centrally, um, despite the fact I think he plays better in the wide area. I think that Arsenal will look to have him as a potential option with Erdegaard and those two to compete with one another, uh, especially if they move more to a 4-2-3-1 again with a more established number 6-8 that they'll partner with Thomas Partey maybe next season, depending on the future of Granit Xhaka. Uh, and the left-hand side position, I think he's right for a, a Cody Gakpo or a Musa Diaby, one of these types of players. So I would be a little bit disappointed, I think, if we did end up superseding our interest in a wide player in order to keep Nelson. Uh, Bernard says, uh, would you be disappointed if we signed Calvert-Lewin? I guess so, because I think that there are better options out there, Bernard, to be honest. I think there are much better options out there than Calvert-Lewin, but we'll wait and see. Uh, Lee says, if we had time to keep either Saliba or Gabriel, which one would you sell? Uh, Lee says he would sell Saliba. I agree with you. I think you could get a, a very, very good fee for Saliba. And I think Gabriel is the more established, uh, more well-rounded defender of the two right now. Sure, Saliba's got a potential that's higher than Gabriel's possibly, but that's the risk. Um, so I think I would yeah, lean towards Gabriel, but I want to keep both of them at the club uh Medi i've just missed your question because the chat box is mugging me off there we go do you think arteta needs to improve how he mentally prepares teams for games feel he is too intense for big games and puts too much pressure on the young players i mean we've got one of the better records with arteta in charge against the big sides you know wins uh, a win, a win at Anfield in the League Cup, you know, a win against Spurs, a win against Chelsea at Stan- back-to-back wins at Stamford Bridge, you know, uh, back-to-back home wins against uh, Manchester United. We've taken points, we've nearly beaten Man City, you know, and Liverpool at home as well. The, the gap between those performances has closed significantly. So I'm not sure if that's right because we have performed a lot better against these bigger sides when those games have come around. I just think at the end of this season, when we played against Spurs, for instance. We just haven't had the players available and we've had so many injuries that it's affected us massively. Uh, Cass says, I recently saw a report Arsenal had moved on from Melo and Arsenal are looking at alternatives. So to me, it's just paper talk coming from the Italian end. Oh God, no way. Umtiti is injury prone. Axel uh, then asks, "Uh, I know I sound like a broken record, but what have happened to the links with Darwin Nunez? I really fancy him alongside Gabriel Jesus. Because Arsenal aren't getting Champions League football, it does not seem like. uh, That's probably put pay to that deal uh Nunez would have cost a significant amount of money that maybe Arsenal were uncomfortable in committing to around 80 million euros and it said that he wanted to go to a Champions League club so maybe that's why we won't necessarily see him at Arsenal next season um let's go to Neil who says what will be the signing fee for Calvin Phillips no idea no idea whatsoever but possibly if they go down Around 30 to 25 to 30 million pounds. There might be a possible clause in that deal. Sanjeet says Would you rather have one top class and other backup average or both good and good quality? I have seen the gap in our first team squad, and the backup is a huge in current squad. Look, Arsenal shouldn't have the word backup in any kind of position, in my opinion. We should have competitive options in all positions. I don't necessarily want to see positions that are filled with a starter and a backup. I want to see positions that are filled by a starter and someone that is competing to start instead of them. That's what I want to see at Arsenal for the long term. Whether or not that happens, of course, is a very, very different thing. Uh, Shreya says, Hi Tom, Juventus want both Gabriel and Partey from us. If we sell them for how much and do you prefer anyone from Juventus? I don't think we will sell them. If we do sell them, you're looking to get at least uh, probably about a hundred million for both. We have no reason to sell either. You know, Partey to sell him for anything less than what we bought him for would be a failure. And Gabriel has at least doubled his value since he's come to Arsenal without a shadow of a doubt. Um, But no, any from Juventus. You know, Rabiot is obviously a very good central midfielder. I look at, um, but to be honest. Not really. Uh, Vlaovic is is not going anywhere. And to be honest, he's struggled a little bit since he's signed for them. Chiesa, uh, I guess, would be one of the big ones for a wide position. But beyond that, no. Uh, Let's go down a little bit more and see some more questions from the chat. Let's go to O'Malley. He says, do you think we are ahead of some teams in the rebuild stage? I mean, Chelsea have spent a ridiculous amount of money. They're probably ahead of us and, you know, they've got a coach that took them to a Champions League win. Man United, we are definitely ahead of. Spurs, they've already got, you know, two established world-class players in Kane and Son. And, of course, we've got Antonio Conte. But there's no guarantees that they push on next season because it's Spurs. It's very unpredictable. But there's no guarantees for us either. I think we're ahead of Manchester United and I think the table reflects that. And the managerial situation reflects that. Chelsea and Spurs. Are, Chelsea definitely not, but Spurs are a, a bit different. Um, could have been very different this season had we, you know, have not had the injuries that we face come the end of the season. Uh, Fuad says it's imperative Arsenal spend and spend properly this summer. Otherwise, it'll end up being a long season next year, and it can go back to being a broken relationship between the fans and the club. I hope that we, you know, do similarly in terms of spending that we saw last summer and improve the squad and move it forwards. Uh, Omos, do you think we will finish fourth any faith no i don't <laughs> i have to be honest i don't think spurs are going to lose to norwich and you know everton are now safe will that mean that they'll play with the handbrake off against us on sunday who knows i'm not going to be able to watch the game because i'm at a wedding first game i'm really missing this entire season i think i think it is the first game i'm missing all season um because of their wedding but uh, i'm actually a little bit glad i think i'm just going to check my phone in the evening and see what happens and then I might go mad if something crazy has happened. Olu says Gabriel Jesus and Calvert Lewin are good options for me for the striking position. It is fanciful to think we should get two top class strikers, besides Liverpool, no other team in the world have two top strikers. Um, you know, Juventus have had Vlaovic, a Dabala, a Maratta. Um, you've got Barcelona with a and Depay, and they're looking to get Lewandowski next season. So they'd have Lewandowski. And a Bamiang at the club. Um, so it's not always that teams don't have two top strikers. I mean, Man United have got Cavani and Ronaldo. Um, Chelsea have got Lukaku and Werner. So you can have two, you know, and, and Kai Havertz. You can have two, you know, really good forwards at the club next season and two top class ones at that. And for a long time, you know, we had Lacazette in his prime and a Bamiang in his prime. So it does happen. But I think that we need to make sure that we're clever with what we do. Uh, Nick says, hi, Tom. Late to the chat. I couldn't bear to go through selling our best players again. There'll be no excuse for that, but I don't think it will happen. Now, the the reason for Nick's comment is because of the poll that I've put in the chat box this morning. I've said, um, do you think that Arsenal will aim to hold on to their best players unlike they did in the early 2010s? And of course, we saw the likes of Nasri, Fabregas, Van Persie, all these players leave. Uh, Alex Song, of course, moved on eventually too. Uh, We lost our key players and had to replace them and we didn't replace them particularly well. Uh, Now, 84% of you says, yes, Arsenal are going to be aiming to hold on to these players and not open to selling them. 16% of you saying no once you have voted on that poll please make sure that you drop a like on the video as well it really does help us out uh let's go to Raheel says if we are unable to bring in Jesus in this summer window would you pick uh Patrick Schick yes I would pick Patrick Schick he's the one that I've wanted and the one that I always wanted um (laughs) Omar says is your phone insured Uh, if you're caught checking your phone between the marriage the missus will send it flying out the window it's not my wedding I'll make that clear it is someone else's wedding and they are very well aware that the games are on and that I probably will be checking my phone not during the ceremony phone will be off phone will be away Not, not well in the special moment and all but in the reception part you know in the food bit I will be checking the phone. (laughs) It's just, it just will happen. I might switch it off for as long as I can. Maybe I'll try and get all the way through to four o'clock and then check it. We'll wait and see, but it's going to be buzzing away in my pocket, isn't it? It's what's going to happen. Um, Nathish says I'm worried. My worry is being in a similar situation this time next year: injury horror and makeshift players in most positions. And that's what we've got to tackle this summer, uh, Nathish. We've got to make sure we tackle the issue of not having good enough depth players in the squad and improving the players that we've already got. The best way to do that is upgrade upon your starting players this season you can upgrade upon your starters then your starters become your cover who are good enough to be you know those people that come in and replace when we've got injuries etc or that we need to rotate Stephen says tom do you reckon we'll break our transfer record this summer i don't think so no i don't think we're going to break our transfer record this summer i think we'll go for you know players in the region of around 50 million pounds maximum but only if a ridiculously good opportunity comes up would the club go that high For a player, but no, I don't think we will break our transfer record. But I think what we will, what we could do is break our transfer spending record. I think that's something the the one we set last season. I think there's a chance that we could um break that record Richard says Tom I finally watched Schick and you're right some people are sleeping on him I'd rather they didn't sleep on him I'd rather they you know brought him over to Arsenal (laughs) but I know what you mean uh let's go to uh let's scroll up a little bit more which players would you loan to Norwich for Sunday all of the actually I'll say that you know we couldn't beat Spurs uh (laughs) I'd loan them from elsewhere from other teams just you know go Pick him up, drop him in Norwich for the game. Plus, you know Chris, who runs the uh, Arsenal way with me and, and Bailey, as well as all our fantastic helpers behind the scenes. Um, he's actually based in Norwich, so I've, we've we've got to come up with a lasagna plan. You know, the lasagna plan is definitely something we've got to try for uh, in that game. If you think back, this is actually very similar to the situation um, with uh, in two thousand and six. You know where. Spurs had to, you know, just beat West Ham United. And if we'd have won or if we betted, I think it was their result against Wigan. We got it and we did that. But if you remember, there was the whole lasagna gate situation. Had uh, Spurs beat West Ham, I think they would have got Champions League that season and they didn't. They lost. So who knows? Maybe it'll be a repeat once again this time around. Who knows what will happen? Uh, Anyway, we're going to wrap things up there. Sorry for the slightly shorter show, but I'm starting work a little bit earlier today at nine. Um, But as I said, please do come along tonight to the Tollington if you would like uh, to help a great cause in Gunas versus Cancer. Information's on the screen. You can find out more info about if you want to come along uh, at Gunas v Cancer uh, on Twitter. At the Tollington, 7 p.m. onwards tonight in North London. Um, great cause, great opportunity to win and get involved in the raffle for what is one of the best Arsenal prizes you could possibly win ever. The Anfield 89 shirt signed by all of the four players that were involved in that very, very famous goal. Lukic, Dixon, uh, Smith, and Thomas have all signed it with the commentary on top of that as well. So an amazing prize, and there's chances, I think, to win. Um, I think if if you get involved and you donate, you get a piece of Arsenal art, um, which is... I've had a sin of them, and I've had a look at them, and they're very, very good indeed. So, uh, very interesting stuff. I might even have to get one of hold of those myself. Thank you for tuning in. Really appreciate your time, guys, as always. Do drop a like on the video. Do subscribe to the channel if you're new. I will see you in just over an hour's time over on the Arsenal way at 10 a.m. Link in the description, as always. Find all my written work at Football.London and other than that, it's been a pleasure to speak to you as always. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90-plus minute. All your mates are out and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery.